1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel every single night at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube where you can find Post Up 5R. The last one of the season is going on as we speak. You can catch it also after it's posted. That's our YouTube channel with more than 13,000 subscribers and also check out five reasons sports.com. That's five reasons, sports.com. Brady Hawk has already posted his final takeaways of the season. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network, including our friends over at Biscayne Bay brewing, the only independent brewery in South Florida. They're building a tap house in Miami that should be ready for the start of the next heat season. They're the official beer, of the Miami Marlins and of Five Reason Sports. Check out the Pastime Pilsner, the Tropical Bay IPA, the Marlins Lager, and the Miami Pale Ale anywhere in South Florida. You can find it at convenience stores, grocery stores, and also at your favorite restaurants. Make sure to ask for Biscayne Bay Brewing by name. And now, today's final game episode of the season.
0: One, two, three, four, five. On the floor.
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Here's today's floor plan. I'm sitting here in the 100 level with Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket about 25 minutes after the Miami heat season ended a four game sweep against the Milwaukee bucks, very reminiscent of what we saw in 2007, a series we've talked about a lot team coming off of finals appearance. In that case, 2016 of course won the championship. This one fell short of that came back the next year with most of the same pieces and ended up getting swept out of the first round. In that case, it was Lual Deng's bulls in this case. It was Giannis's bucks, but pretty much it was all of the bucks. It wasn't just Giannis. What we're going to do here on this episode, Alex and I, is we're, we're going to look back at this series. What was different this year as opposed to last year? We're going to save the post-mortem for the entire season for tomorrow night. So make sure you check that out. And then, of course, we'll start projecting into the off season because that's all that's left for the Miami Heat. Also, make sure as you're doing this, check out our YouTube channel. I mentioned it earlier, but also we'll be posting all of kind of the end of season or end of game, end of series videos. They'll be up on our Zoom channel. All right, let's get to this, um, Alex, as, as we kind of look at what happened in this series. Uh, the Heat played much better in this game early than they have played in games two and game three. But you never had the sense they were going to sustain it. Um, you know, the first half they had flourishes that look like them. Right. Look like 2019, 2020. Hero was making some shots. Bam showed some aggression, although there were a lot of other times. He ended up with a great stat line today, but there were a lot of other times that the fans were screaming at him to shoot when Portis or Lopez or any of the others were were doing the drop. And then Jimmy had, what, six assists in the first quarter, but ended up with just 12 points for the game. You always felt in this series, and again, game one looks like the anomaly now, the fact that the Heat kept that thing so close and could have stolen it. You always felt in this series that the Heat were just too small, too erratic from outside, too passive at times, and just didn't have the answers. Give me the single biggest difference between what we saw last year at 4-1 Miami and this year at 4-0 for the Bucks.
2: Well, if you're just talking about on the court, it's the complete lack of scoring and offense and being able to generate good offense between last year and this year from the Heat's end, like I just think, uh, you know, and it, and it comes down to everybody, right? Like Bam didn't do enough. Jimmy didn't do enough. The shooters didn't do enough. And the whole offensive end to me was just a huge problem. And if you're just talking about what's the biggest difference roster-wise, it's Drew Holiday. You know, he did a great job on defense. He made it really, really, really tough for the, the Heat guards to actually take advantage of the the Bucks deep drop. And honestly, obviously, it gives them another shot creator, shooter, defender, all of that. And I just think... That talent gap ended up being a lot when you factor in everything that you said there. The team being passive, the size advantage—like this team was completely out class. And like you said, game one we thought was going to be an anomaly for the shooting, but uh, really it ended up, like you said, being anomaly an, an anomaly for the Heat. Actually, just being able to be competitive in that game. The other three games, they just came out and played with. Again, I hate to say it, absolutely no guts. Like I, I don't know what's going on with Jimmy. I wonder if, and I'm not trying to speculate or say anything crazy, but I just, he he did not seem right out there. It was a really bad matchup. You know, it, he was, it just wasn't good, but I wonder if he's okay, because maybe it's just him being gassed from having to put the team on his back all year, but the team disappointed me from top to bottom, including the coaching staff and including the front office. And I think that's just kind of how this ended up being a sweep. Yeah. And
1: that's, that's why I said we have so much to get to in terms of what went wrong this season. And we, we got into all these factors, but you felt like it was careening towards this <laughs> during the year, right? Like it, it just, they never were able to sustain anything. And then in the series, it was the same thing within games. They'd have moments where they look like themselves moments where, you know, bam, you know, dunking and all the rest of this. And then there were a couple sequences in this game though, that just showed you like how outclassed they were. Brooke Lopez basically batting the ball to himself before finishing. Um, Kendrick Nunn trying to take on Giannis one-on-one. Goran Dragic dribbling in against Giannis and then throwing the ball out of bounds because there was nowhere to go. They just, at every turn, there was a Bucs player. And I want to, here's the other thing. I don't want to go too far here without crediting the Bucs. They're a really good basketball team. I mean, they lost their starting two guard in this game and they had to make a change, but then Bryn Forbes still came off the bench. And again, credit to you because you love this acquisition in the offseason. And Bryn Forbes goes seven of 14 from three for 22. Whereas Duncan Robinson, who we're talking about, you know, maybe the heat paying, you know, 18 to $20 million this off season in a deciding game went one of four from three in 16 minutes and had four fouls, which was an issue we talked about the entire year. Um, but we have to go to Bam and Jimmy first. And honestly, this time we got to go to Jimmy first because we have harped on Bam the whole series at least Bam looked like himself for portions of this game. You're right. Jimmy never did. Um, even the assist numbers early, he was setting guys up. But the level of aggression, here's the two big numbers with Bam and Jimmy. They combined for four free throws. Now, some of that, and four, all four from Jimmy, some of that was on the Bucks and the fact that they did a great job of not fouling. They dropped. They made sure that they kept their hands to themselves. They didn't give them the cheap, easy fouls. But also to have your two best players in 73 minutes have four free throws in a deciding game. I will tell you, the only guy who really fought today to me was Dragic. I mean, literally towards the end. And, and this may be Goran's last game here. We don't know. OK, we, we, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen this offseason. He gave them the requisite effort, I thought. But again, he was inefficient. Five of 12 from the floor, one of five from three. So I think he fans are pissed. They're pissed at the coaching staff, which I don't think had a great year. And we're going to do a whole episode on that. They're pissed at, you know, some of the players, particularly Bam, who didn't step up the way they wanted. They're pissed at the front office for not making different kinds of moves, particularly going back to last offseason. But sometimes you just get beat by a better team. This team is just better. And, and you know, the addition of Drew Holiday, you mentioned it, it, it tilted this whole thing. But, I mean, when the Heat were pretty much down in certain games to Bielitsa trying to lead them back, Kendrick Nunn trying to lead them back, Denbin being the best player in game two, you, your two best players have to lead you in playoff series. And so that's what this is going to be remembered for. It's not going to be remembered for Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, or of that. None of those guys are going to be gone. Jimmy and Bam, they're going to be serious questions, and we're going to talk about this more going forward, but about whether or not they could be your one or two on a team that can't, you know, doesn't just do it during one run in a bubble, but can do it consistently.
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely a concern going forward from a team building aspect that I know we're going to talk about in future episodes, but it's just like when the shooting isn't there from a team perspective, from a collective perspective, like Jimmy and Bam being your two best players and having two guys who don't necessarily want to shoot the ball ends up sticking out a lot more when you've got a team like the Bucks who have this ginormous size advantage and just have this game plan completely on point where like I got to give them so much credit. They did an absolutely incredible job of keeping Jimmy and Bam ineffective. And quite frankly, just looking almost hesitant and scared half the time. And not that I mean scared in the literal sense, just scared in the sense of, you know, hesitating to actually get to their spots and, and, and make stuff happen. You need those guys to step up in times like this. And, uh, you know, they talked all about the, you know, Spo talked all about how this team fights back from adversity and he trusts
3: for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Heat
0: Done.
2: And I just did not see that fight. Like I know there was some effort tonight. I know you know the first half wasn't terrible. It was cool to not be down by a million points after the end of the first quarter. It was very refreshing. But really, like you said, Goron fought. I think Kendrick fought a little bit, but I think Bam tried to really step up his his usage in that second half and taking more of those shots. And that's why he ended up with a nice stat line there. But it, it really is top-down a failure from the organization to let this get to this point. Like you were in the finals last year. And now everybody's over here calling you bubble flukes. And that's not even the point of that. It's just it's a sad way to go out for a team that really thought they were better. And when Jimmy was playing, had almost identical records to the top three teams in the Eastern Conference. They thought they were better than what they were. Their ego let them get to a point where they could have been in that four or five bracket and had one of the Knicks or the Hawks. And, you know, you end up in that Bucks bracket, say that we want it, we're ready for it. And they just absolutely were not ready for it, not in the least. And it starts with Jimmy and Bam not being enough. And really, it just starts with, to me, the roster is extremely flawed. I think it took us too long to get to this conclusion, thinking that the shooting was just going to hold up in the same way that it did last year.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And when we come back, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, we're going to do more episodes about about the, the top two guys and sort of where they go forward here. But I also want to talk about Giannis a little bit, because if you really look at it, I mean, Giannis has such an impact on the Heat franchise not just in terms of beating them here but in terms of sort of blowing up the plan that they had and so I think we should get into it a little bit before we do I want to talk about another great sponsor the Five Reasons Sports Network the heat season is over you can still bet on the NBA though at mybookie.ag go to mybookie.ag Use the code five. You'll get a bonus of up to a hundred. I'm not a hundred thousand, not giving that much, but up to a thousand dollars. The first deposit match, use the promo code five. You can bet anything there. They've also got the weekly backjack, blackjack tournaments um, to give you and your friends a crack at prize pools up to 50 grand. But again, you can bet baseball, you can bet hockey, which is still going on, the NBA playoffs, and more. And I'm sure the futures will be up there for the NBA. Pretty soon. They give you the best odds and tons of options to make all your favorite sports a hell of a lot more exciting. That's mybookie.ag, the code five. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here on Five on the Floor as we speak. Jimmy Butler is speaking. Actually, I'm going to, Alex, I'm going to let you handle that um, because I think we should get that stuff. Make sure you check that out on the YouTube channel. So I'm just going to post script this thing. And then again, we're going to come back with more episodes going forward. But to me, one of the significant parts of this is that the Giannis decision. And the fact that the heat to a certain degree banked on the fact that they would be in the game for Giannis affected everything else that happened this off season. And I, I don't think that you can look at it any other way. The, the decision not to extend players uh, like Jay Crowder past the one season. I don't know that Jay makes a huge difference in this series, particularly when he shot about 10% Phoenix from three, but he did give them a different level of physicality than Ariza did. It did change the matchups somewhat. And then, look, Giannis banked on the Milwaukee front office, and we laughed at the Milwaukee front office in the offseason for screwing up the Bogdanovich acquisition. We see how well Bogdanovich is playing as a starter with the Hawks. But the other moves were good. I mean, Alex talked about the Ren Forbes move, the Bobby Portis move. They replaced a lot of older guys on the bench, and they were able to get a guy uh, in Drew Holiday who, yes, the cost is is enormous. Absolutely, and and the cost is enormous, um, but even with the cost being enormous. I mean, if they win a championship, it's worth it and we'll see what they do against Brooklyn. I like the matchup against Brooklyn. They beat Brooklyn twice. Now that Brooklyn didn't have their big three at that time, but I've said repeatedly that I think that Milwaukee has the pieces to match up with Brooklyn because they do have guys who can guard each of their three guys. Because the thing about Milwaukee's three best offensive players is they're really good defensive players. And so is Brooke Lopez. And so uh, Giannis to a certain degree here, Alex, and we'll close it here. I mean, he is not going to be a member of the Miami heat like everybody wanted, but he had a significant impact on the Miami heat. And you have to look back now and wonder if the heat just bungled the whole thing. in the fact that, you know, we assume that the relationship between Giannis and bam and the agent that they would be in on what Giannis was going to do. Clearly they weren't, but clearly they made decisions to that point. And you can't say it was just about flexibility for 21 beyond Giannis. There's nothing left in the 21 free agent class. So (laughs) It, it it really as you look back at it, Giannis to a certain degree changed, just ended the Heat season, and may have altered their future in a significant way. And in the East, you now got to get past him going forward. And this is a team in that Miami Heat team that does not look equipped to do
0: that.
2: Nope. I mean, I you know couldn't agree with you more there. They they don't look equipped to handle the Bucks. They don't look equipped to be considering themselves in that same class of. Eastern Conference contenders that the Bucs and the Nets are in. Notice how I left out a certain team there just because I'm being petty and I'm trying to take out my frustration somewhere. But really, everything you said is true. I just think it's going to be interesting to see what happens this offseason. And I know that's not what this pod is about, but just, you know, the fact that this team has very little draft picks they can actually use and the way that they ended up just getting beat. I wonder how this offseason is going to play out. I think that should be very interesting. But I think we can be pretty... firm and sure about this. They cannot bring this team back. They cannot bring this team back. You got to do better by Jimmy and Bam. You got to bring him somebody who can play, make, and score and and just take a little bit of pressure off them because even though we want Jimmy and Bam to do more from a scoring aspect and they needed them to do that, in reality, you got to help those guys out with the roster because Goron just wasn't, wasn't able to take on the load that he did last year. You know, Duncan and Kendrick and Tyler, they were in absolute jail for most of the series just being – Harassed by the Bucks defenders, there, they gotta they gotta do a serious revamp. And I think it's tough. I think this the way the way that this series is ending, going out with just you know begging for the refs to uh, to to call the 10 second violation on Giannis, the Bealita MVP chance, you know uh, Goron fighting with Middleton, and all of this stuff. It's just it's a sad way to end this era of Heat basketball that I think is gonna end up being short lived. Just from the finals one year to a first-round sweep, the next, the story of the 2007 and the 2021 Heat. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, you know, the Heat became the
1: David team again instead of Goliath. You know, I mean, you go to a finals, you figure you're going to come back as Goliath. They came back as David. And they just never got it going uh, this year. And we, we will get into the reasons why we're going to do a full postmortem on the season. want to tell you about one more sponsor. And then I got one more thing to get to here. It's our friends over at Therapist's. Preferred, we got to tell you about the new promo 25% off plus free shipping. If you go to therapistpreferred.com, get their CBD, whether it's the sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, the green apple com- gummies, and you get 25% off with the code Five Reasons and the free shipping. Both Alex and I have decided we need to get more, more uh, jars of this stuff because we need it. Uh, if you need to recover from the heat series, it's probably a good way to go. 100% THC free and third-party lab ver- verified. So no issues with it. You're not going to fail a drug test. This is a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people. So go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5REASONS for 25% off. All right. Just want to give everybody kind of an idea of where we're going here. Tomorrow night... Uh, we're going to look in. We're going to look back at the season. We'll have Greg on with us to kind of get into some of the points where things went wrong. I know that we've talked about a lot of this, but I think with a, another 24 hours to reflect, and then next week we will start to look forward. Um, we're going to evaluate all the players on the roster of significance, what what needs to get better, and then we'll start to look at all the players out there that may be able to help fix this situation. So we got a lot to do. Um, the next season's supposed to start usual time, October, November ish. So before you know it, we're going to be back in in uh, summer league, um, back at the draft, which the Heat, of course, don't have a draft pick. We'll get into some of that discussion. Why?
2: Why now, Ethan?
1: But this this is a rough way to go. I mean, this this crowd today, and you hit it hit on it. This is not a franchise where the fans should be sitting there having to count down Giannis to eleven. It's one thing to be petty, and I get it, but it, it just it, it felt. It was funny i'm not saying it wasn't funny just like lebron was, was tired was funny just like all this stuff is funny but the heat are expected to be the goliath franchise not the david franchise this 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 series was i mean let's just be honest it was embarrassing humbling, humbling and embarrassing after game one i mean there's just no other way to look at it and and i got the sense i, I said this on five and four many times there were a lot of people Not not that they weren't trying but A lot of people in the Heat organization just wanted this thing to be over and just reset. It just—it was that kind of year. We'll get into why on the next pod. The Heat lose in four games, swept out by the Bucks, and now they got to watch everybody else. One, two, three, four, Cancun.
3: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.